Did you know that Nintendo trademarked the phrase, It's on like Donkey Kong, in 2010? We've got all sorts of fun and interesting facts and more coming up. We got lots of info, let's rock and roll. It's Digital with Rhino. Hello and welcome to this episode of Did You Know with Rhino. In case you didn't know, I'm Rhino, this is my show, and I know exactly what you're thinking. Why isn't it on like Diddy Kong? Yes, folks, here at Did You Know with Rhino, we have lots of fun and excitement, and you might possibly learn something. We're going to go over some pop culture references, going to go over some random facts, and who knows what else? It's going to be an epic journey, but we're not going to do this alone. No, today we'll be graced with the presence of our guest. Um, He's been on here many a times. He'll be joining us all the way from Washington. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Lowry. Guess where I'm currently sitting right now? Not here? No, I'm currently sitting in our nursery, in our apartment, which is really weird. I I think that's where I'm going to start our podcast, right? Where you said, um, (laughs) guess where I'm sitting right here? (laughs) So welcome to the show, Chris Lowry. (laughs) Thanks, Ryan. This is, uh, I think, number three now. I think so. I think we talked about like uh, the Titanic in one of them, um, your your Music Man show in another, and yeah. then uh, this one, which you're now sitting in a, in a nursery. I am. I'm sitting in. Well, see, um, to to take a quote from Ferris Bueller, life comes at you fast. Um, I'm sitting in what used to be my office slash voice studio in my beautiful apartment, um, which is now currently occupied by a crib and a dresser, three bookshelves and, um, a nice little chair that I'm currently sitting in. Yeah. Do you have a, a bunch of like little kids books like, um, C-Spot Oh yeah. Run? I, we have uh, a bunch of them just on bookshelves. We also have some, uh, some stuff that we're like, Oh wait, where are we going to put this? But, we found a way to keep all of our nerdy pop vinyls in the nursery as well. So, you know, that works. So, so out of those nerdy pop vinyls, what, what would you say like your, 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 your favorite ones are? Oh, okay. So, you know, I'm a big Superman fan. I of love course. Superman. I currently now also have three Captain America ones. One is a Captain America snowman because, you know, why not? And then um, I have to say my favorite are actually two. It's my Green Ranger and White Ranger ones. Ooh. Uh, it, is yep. it the Green Ranger with the mask or Green Ranger maskless? It's uh, both have the mask. Okay, is it Green Ranger with the the sword and the the dagger, or just the dagger? Uh, just the dagger. Okay, because actually he has no dagger. Oh, it's just the Green Ranger. Okay, yeah, there there are multiple versions of them. Um, yeah. JDF was putting out a contest one of these years for those of you who don't know jdf um he's jason david frank the green ranger that we're talking about um so he had a contest where he was signing them and giving them away um at certain cons a while ago and so i was like i i want one but i was like i don't know which one i would want right i just i went for whatever was uh the cheapest at the time 
And it's the Green Rangers, so any choice is yeah. a great choice, so even That's with the true. white. So, do you prefer green or white? Oh, oh man, um, well, not the combination of both. Well, they they did that. Um, I know in the comic books. And he's not exactly a good guy, is he? No, so you haven't read the comic books. Um, I I I haven't, but I want to. So it's a uh, like thirty something issue run of the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers series by Boom Studios, and um, it, it's written by a guy who is like writing Nightwing for forever. Um, oh wow! And so it, it's it starts off with an alternate. So it's it's going to be an alternate universe, like uh, that's the only way because you got to reboot it. Um, so yep. it it starts off right after um, Tommy. Um, turns good. That's where this comic book picks up at. And then they start seeing things from that are really weird and get transported to an alternate dimension where they, they meet a, uh, uh, a, a Lord, a Lord Dracon. Yes. And this Lord Dracon has the powers of the green Ranger and the white Ranger and Rita Repulsa, like all of them kind of combined. Ooh. And and I, I I can't go any further because it would invoke so many beautiful spoilers. I, <laughs> I've I, seen I've seen pictures and I've heard JDF talk about it. Yeah. Oh, it, it's yeah. it's cool. There there's a uh, video like a um, advertisement for the comic um, of him in in this new fancy outfit. Yeah. It's good times. He, he looks, and then it just, I from what I've seen, just different. I like watching documentaries and stuff. So, like, different stuff that I find on either Hulu or Netflix or Amazon, you know, whatever I can find. Um, well, I'll just look at that stuff. And there's some really cool stuff out there. And he, um, in a recent one, he was talking about how the surge of, you know, their cycles every 10 years, pop, you know, the popular Rangers are out. And he said, I think it was saying it was something nice to the fact that he, you know, as if you look at a 10 year series, he's in it somewhere. Yeah. Cause so, and, you, you get that, that 10 year mark. So, um, in, in the 10th anniversary, uh, he shows up in the forever red episode with, with all yeah. the red Rangers for 10 years. Right. And then a few years, like actually like two years after that, um, he, he shows up in Power Rangers Dino Thunder as the, the, the Black Ranger. Right. And he's a professor. Yes, Professor Tommy Oliver. Which is funny. But, but he's a paleontologist. That, so he's, huh. he's Dr. Oliver, the paleontologist. So so imagine if Ross, Gal- Ross Geller was a Power <laughs> Ranger. <laughs> that, oh man. Yep, and he's got the, the, the Brachiosaurus, I think, is his um, Power Ranger, or his, his Zord. Yeah. And then you see him again. Um, I know he shows up in uh, Samurai. Right, he shows up in Samurai. That's where they have the, sh- the invasion of Earth, where you have every single Power Ranger in that one episode. Yeah, and that's... He yeah he shows up as a white well it's interesting because he shows up he pulls a kid doesn't he help a kid with Saba and then he shows up as the Green Ranger 
Yes. And I'm like, okay, you pull out Saba, but then you're in the Green Ranger outfit. They they explained that um a bit later <laughs> in the uh in one of the Ninja Steel, I think is what it's called. Oh yeah. And so in that one he has a legacy morpher, which allows him to um switch between um any of his any of his powers. Exactly. So for one he could be like the, the red Zeo Ranger, another one he could be the Dino Thunder. He could just switch back and forth depending on what he has loaded. I I doubt he ever really goes to turbo because why? There could be a fun um ability, just thinking thinking out loud here. So uh for his turbo character, one of the abilities was the this his sword and gun. Um, but all the turbo characters could have like super speed. Oh, that's right. So, so maybe that's it just to catch up to something. Hmm. That's true. But then technically the red Ranger powers for turbo weren't his anymore, but with a legacy morpher, that doesn't Uh, matter. Because... I miss you, buddy. I love these conversations. Oh, me too. It's been good times. Um, so, so you you have the legacy morpher. It doesn't matter who is what because it can replicate his abilities because it's it's in tuned to himself with the grid, which is the the almighty force that combines or that links Morphe. everything. Yeah. Oh yeah, Power Rangers in a nutshell. So then, finally, he also shows up in a, a one-off comic. So it's like five, it's like the equivalent of five issues. Um, but he has to investigate why his son is missing. He has a son. Yes, him and Cat. Um, oh, that's right. End up having a son because that was his last relationship that we saw because Kimberly left. Um, in the middle of season three, and then Cat took over, and then threw out Turbo and uh, and Zio. It was them. Yeah, and then there's like, and then it's interesting because when he comes back in uh, Dino Thunder, there's no like mention of Cat at all. No, no. So they're probably on again, off again, because he starts dating uh, like the the principal, I think. Yeah, something weird like that. Who ended up being? bad it, it gets really complicated in that show yeah yeah and and so the cool thing with the the comic which i also recommend is that it ties in um spd the space patrol oh nice so it's like the early days of the space patrol and so they're, they're kind of linking everything together that's awesome I, I enjoy it when, when people link things together. For example, like right now, I'm watching Star Wars, The Clone Wars. Oh, like the new season? The newest I, season? I, I'm re-watching it so that I can get to the newest season. Nice. And and right now, I, I'm, I'm following more of the storyline be, between all these clones because mm-hmm. they, they all look alike, but all have different names, so it's, it gets complicated. And then all of the... Um, like the the B-list Jedi that you only see (laughs) for like three seconds in the movies, but you see for an entire episode in in the show. Like like Plo Koon, he's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's, you know, it's it's fun for me because um, my wife has always kind of been a nerd. She's got her things, but like as being married to me, she's kind of adopted some of the nerd dumbs that I love. 
like she's super into Star Wars now. Um, I a lot of it had to do with, you know, Mandalorian kind of took her and made her a child fan, a fan of the child. Of course, everyone's a fan of the quote unquote baby Yoda. Yeah, right. Um, but like then it caused her to go back and watch the old Star Wars movies to which she went on Facebook and was live uh, doing her reactions via Facebook statuses. And it was just great because she actually like some of my friends started um, added her on Facebook just to follow her reactions to Star Wars. Um, and then, of course, um, was which was great was when she became a Doctor Who fan. But that was early in our relationship. But I have a lot to owe that to you and your wife and our buddy Matt and Adriana. So, yeah, some of these these fandoms are because uh, because. You want something that that can last and that has such a um, impact. I think it goes down to to story, because mm -hmm. the, some people disagree, but uh, the original Star Wars trilogy is just a great story, and yes. and the story can be told throughout different generations, um, because like like our our parents watched it in in the 70s and then we watched it in the late 80s uh early 90s because of the re-releases because because yeah. uh return of the jedi you were probably too young to see return of the jedi in theaters yes i was i, I wasn't even born yet when that came <laughs> out thanks for making me feel old buddy well it, it's 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 more of like experienced than old Right. Yeah, that, that's what I'm going to go with. <laughs> sure. Uh, but, but yeah, so those good stories, um, it's it's a story of, of heart and, and human exploration and uh, good versus evil. So like the uh, the Doctor Who, the 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 Star Wars, the, the hero's journey, um, like like samurai cow, cowboy stuff. Um, yeah. But yeah, e even Firefly, the show. Yeah, it's it's a western in space that takes. But I found out a couple of interesting things that were overlooked. Have you seen Firefly? Um, I have. Yes. So it's in the future, um, where pretty much everything in it is Chinese, like because of how many people were from were from China and how that influence overtook different societies as they were colonizing different planets mm -hmm. and and so you see like they're there they speak chinese and the writing on the walls is chinese but how many actual um asians do you see in the show <laughs> um not a lot it's 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 kind of weird it's kind of problematic but it takes place like a thousand years in the future, so it it's hard to be that, or like you know that problem. Not really a thousand. I would say like three hundred years in the future. Yeah. So still, it's just one of those weird insights I was thinking of um, rewatching Serenity um, a couple of weeks ago. Weird stuff like that. Yeah. Well, speaking of weird stuff. Um, it, it's as good as a shoehorned um, segue as I'm going to get. Uh, let's let's start <laughs> off our um, 
weirdness of the podcast as we normally do with Ryan O and the Mailbox of Doom. And that's where we open up the mailbox and see if we can discover any sort of interesting treasures um, that exist. Uh, lately, as you've probably noticed on Facebook, I've asked a whole bunch of questions. I feel like it's a there's a daily question. It's 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 because I need a lot of answers because I'm going to be recording <laughs> a lot of podcasts over the next couple of weeks. I mean, I I think it's awesome how wisely you are using your time. It's it's all in preparation. Like people, it's all in preparation. And but the the questions because you you see all these weird weird things on Facebook about like darkness and and fear and hate, and I'm like, hey, like. What's your favorite international food? Oh, sushi. Oh, see, that's your answer. So going on to the the book of faces. Um, I should also be better about answering your daily questions. I see them. I think I've answered a couple, but I should be a better friend and answer the daily questions every day. But you're also answering like them in like, you know, uh, audioly or whatever. Right. Yeah. Uh, Verbally? Verbally. Let's go with that one. I love it. <laughs> so we got some of the answers right here. We got Asian, Mexican. So those are you know pretty um, general, right? Um, let's see. So one of my one of my friends from work, um, she's she's uh, her heritage is is Hawaiian, and so she makes a mean mango salad. Ooh. Let's see. If we get Thai or Ethiopian. Um, let's see. We got a. Greek, um, Dominican, and Puerto Rican because of all the potlucks at work. <laughs> uh, let's see, you got sushi, sushi, sushi. Uh, Did anyone say pizza? Because that would make me laugh. Um, I, I don't see pizza. Uh, okay, good. My, my cousin asks if Southern is, is a nationality. Yes. Yes, it is. Um, Speaking as a Southerner. Um, I'm going to say yes. So, so we also get more Mexican, 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 uh, Mexican or Thai, uh, Asian, Mexican, country home cooking. Yeah, okay, I'll allow it. Moroccan. The cracker, basically. <laughs> yes. <laughs> cracker Barrel is, is international cuisine. Seeing as the closest one to us is three hours away in Portland, I would call that international. <laughs> well, it, it's at least you don't have to cross the border. In order to go to Cracker Barrel, that'd be really weird. Go up to Canada for Cracker Barrel. Uh, so finally, the last three ones we got here are um, Moroccan, French, and Gok. Do you know of duck? Gok? I don't. I thought you said duck for a second. I was like, nope, Gok. G A G H. It's actually Klingon. Ha! Huh. Yes. It's like Klingon um, squid worms. Oh, it's good, good fresh. Oh, 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 oh. I know what you're talking about. They had it in Next Generation, didn't they? Oh, all the time. That and Deep Space Nine. Yes. So, I thought so. When you were growing up um, here in Florida, uh, what what food... Did your family, um, like when you had like big, big occasions, like big outings, what were some of the foods that your family would bring? I mean, it depended on if it was my American family or my Cuban family. Okay. Um, so if we were down in Miami, 
um, it would always be Cuban food. So you'd have the typical black beans, rice, uh, yuca, which is a root, um, either fried, which is my favorite. It's better than potatoes. Okay. Um, it's, it's fried. You have it fried or boiled. Boiled is kind of slimy. Um, you'd also have plantains and 13 different kinds of pork. And um, you'd have chicken, of course. But those are the kind of things that that would be on the Cuban side. On my dad's side, which is the American Southern side, because my, my, my grandmother was from northern Florida, like Jacksonville area. My grandfather was from Georgia. So, so I'm a southern hispanic <laughs> that's a fun mixture um, so it would be great because we would there we would have you know the typical foods um you know there's a lot of i think macaroni and cheese coleslaw potato salad um you know if you go to any deli section at Publix, there you go <laughs> nice yeah yeah so that you know it was always it was always real fun and real interesting depending on um, which side of the family. But I always loved it because Cuban food is amazing, is great. I'm just biased to that, but I think it's wonderful because everything is either cooked in, it's cooked in citrus and garlic and onion. and It's very flavorful for me. So, you know, and then, you know, Southern, Southern food is just comfort food. So. And it's got like all of the, um, like, like fried chicken. Yes. And it's funny because there's a lot of Cuban food that's that's fried too, so you know, it's it's a lot of uh, stuff that's great for your heart. So, so right now, what we should do, you and I, is is make um, like a hypothetical dish based on um, merging both sides of your family. Oh, oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. So, so we need the the, the um, fried yuca. Yes. So, so let's make a sandwich. I think that'd be the easiest way to do it. Oh, okay. So, why don't we make a Cuban sandwich? <laughs> That's calling a spade a spade, I guess. You know what? You know what? Here we go. Four Rivers actually has a Cuban, a barbecue Cuban sandwich. Okay. And it's um, it's got barbecue pork in it. Versus like regular pork, and basically that's there. And Yellow Dog Eats also has a Cuban. So like these are southern places that have taken their surroundings and adapted to them and made a sandwich out of it. So a a barbecued Cuban with yuca chips is that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. I'm in. That sounds like a good time. It actually sounds like uh, me. Actually, a barbecued Cuban. <laughs> So if we were to um, uh, create a restaurant based off of that, what would you call it? If you and I were to own a restaurant. The barbecued Cuban. The barbecued Cuban. Um, or ginger Cuban. I like the barbecued Cuban. I'm going to make a t-shirt off of that. Please. And I will buy that t-shirt. Oh, lately I've had a bunch of really random um t-shirt ideas this is a little self-plug but it's my own podcast so i can do that um on the zazzle page zazzle.com slash store slash did you know with rhino um you can find 
Uh, some pretty cool shirts. Like one of them says participation trophy wife. Oh, oh, oh I need to get that for mine. It's it's a uh, it's a tank top. It, it says trophy trophy wife in big letters, and then right above trophy in like a smaller letters, it says participation. <laughs> I love it. Um, uh, our biggest seller right now is a is a duck with a bow tie and sunglasses and a tipped over solo cup, and it says party foul. Oh my gosh! <laughs> All right. I'm going on your store later. That's our top seller. Um, but because of one of the um, recent episodes, we also came up with a hot dog logo. It's called um, Rhino's Hot Dog in Pori Yum. I like it. So if we can do that, and then we can do the barbecued Cuban. So what would be the image in the center of that logo? Um, let's see. A roasted pig. A roasted pig? Yeah. I'm in. <laughs> My mind um, is not in a good place right now because I'm still waking up. Sure. <laughs> I don't know why, but I'm like Cuba on fire, but that's bad. <laughs> that's, that, that'd be a very, very dark thing, a barbecued so Cuban. <laughs> so a roasted pig. Yes. Can we give the because... pig sunglasses? Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. And a little goatee. <laughs> All right. Roasted pig. Putting it on a T-shirt. It's going to be great. Yes. I'm buying it. I'm, I, I, you have me quoted as saying I'm buying it, so send me the invoice. We'll do. It'll be good times. Um, so, yeah, that's what's going on. Um, besides that, not much is happening on Twitter. And um, haven't nope. received a great email lately, but I have received a spam email email because there's so many of them going on right now because they've got nothing better to do right because everyone's working from home so they're creating these fake emails so this, this one is um actually just an advertisement from men's warehouse oh yeah i think i got that same one it's the spring into new seasonal looks that's great. Um, it's, it says, um, shop online. Yeah, so so the, the title is Spring into New Seasonal Looks. And then immediately it says Temporary Store Closures. Right. So um, they're closing through the end of March. You can still shop anytime on their website, apparently. Um, and we got jackets spring into color. So a dude's wearing a jacket. But he sent this to me, and and I I live in Florida. So who wears a jacket in Florida? Um, in the spring. Well, when it gets below seventy degrees, people typically wear jackets there. <laughs> That's true. A lot of people do wear weird uh, jackets, but um, because they they can't handle the cold. No. We also get apparently raspberry is a popular color, and so are different patterns with blue. Interesting. Um, you recently have been um, uh, receiving um, clothes online. Is is that what I'm gathering from some of your posts? Yes. How does that thing work? Um, well, you they take your money. Sure. <laughs> you pay like thirty bucks at the 
beginning of the month. And then they have a stylist pick out clothes for you. Um, and then you keep what you like and then what you don't like you send back. And then if you decide to keep the whole box, that styling fee that you paid at the beginning of the month goes towards the boxes, a discount. Um, and I really like it and I like, and I was enjoying doing it, but I only, you know, really found one or two things out of it that I liked every month. So I've done other like subscription boxes in the past and I might go back to one of those because you pay around the same price and you get to keep everything. So, gotcha. but I liked it. Um, I got a really cool sweater out of it that some people said looked like Freddy Krueger, but I think it was just the lighting. Yeah. I think that sweater um, was like a, a red and green striped based on the lighting. It was, it was, well, yeah, but it was red and gold. So it's, it's, it's Gryffindor colors. Okay. Which for me is good. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, you're right. The image itself, the, the lighting, it reminded me of Steve from Blue's Clues. <laughs> I, I remember you telling me that. <laughs> we just got a letter. Wonder who it's from. Um, I used to, I used to have a blue sweater that looked exactly like that. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So, so with these um subscription boxes, like, do how do they decide what style fits you? Like, what sort of questions do they ask? They ask you, you know, they show you pictures of like different patterns and stuff or colors. And are you more likely to wear this or that? And I, um, I like bright colors. You know, I like, I like to be the center of attention. You don't say, um, no, I, I hate it. It's the worst. <laughs> let me tell you, let me tell you this for a person who enjoys performing and being on stage. This is the worst time right now. Yeah, um, uh, um, amongst all of this um, uh, apocalyptic talk and whatnot, um, yeah, it, it's the entertainment business, especially has hit, and the hospitality business, both of them, not doing so great. Well, I mean, this makes it makes me happy that I'm doing what I'm doing right now, working in education because um, our schools out here are closed for six weeks. And luckily, you know, the, the school district, they're finding ways for us to work from home and do other things. Uh, but they're also paying us through this time, through the six weeks that were closed. So that's that's major and that's awesome. So it's kind of nice having a government job right now. Oh, sure. Um, and I and I feel for my friends and the people out there who don't um, who are either, you know, currently got laid off or anything like that. But um, but it also, it's also given me time to get stuff done but you know off that tangent and back to the subscription box <laughs> um so no they basically ask you questions of what you like or if you like the certain pattern and then they ask you to take pictures of yourself and your favorite outfit so your stylist can get kind of an idea and then they will send you stuff usually about six items a month um this this month was probably my favorite box um there were a couple sweaters in there, which, you know, works for out here, a jacket, pants. Um, so I liked it, but I kept the, the one thing that I liked the most was that uh, Blue's Clue sweater. So Nice. And, and what you'd never want to wear with it is a, a brown um, fedora. Right. Um, unfortunately, I don't own any brown fedoras. so I can change that. <laughs> 
you uh you're a hat fan aren't you i am um I, i've got a, a hat guy yeah it, it, we, we it, have another we, we have another friend who is very much a brown fedora fan well his is for um archaeological purposes yes mine is mostly because um uh, i'm a, a ginger that can only <laughs> partially tan so i need some sort of protection from the sun i wear hats because i am bald well, well that's also sun protection there's a spot True. right in the top of your head that needs protection from the sun <clears throat> sorry <clears throat> not corona okay <clears throat> That's true. So that that spot right there, it, it just requires some extra attention. That's it. Yeah, yeah, it's true. And and speaking of attention, we will give you folks more attention right after a word from our sponsors. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. This episode has been brought to you by Everyday Cosplay Finds. Ever wanted to show off your favorite character or group of characters, but don't see things online that match your style? Then check out Everyday Cosplay Finds, bringing cosplay into your everyday. Go to etsy.com slash shop slash everyday cosplay finds for more information. This episode is also brought to you by me. That's right, folks. Do you want to show your love for yours truly or the Did You Know with Ryan O podcast? We've got all sorts of merchandise, which will allow you to do just that. Yes, folks, we've got a whole bunch of brand new hats and buttons and a crazy amount of T-shirts. There are even some that are so specific to each episode that you're definitely going to want to check them out. In order to do so, you can go to Zazzle.com. That's Z-A-Z-Z-L-E.com slash store slash did you know with Ryan O. All one word. D-I-D-Y-O-U-K-N-O-W-W-I-T-H-R-Y-A-N-O. Did you know with Ryan O. Once again, that's Zazzle.com slash store slash did you know with Ryan O. Where you can show off your awesome and wear it with the world. And now back to our show. Did you know with Ryan O. And we're back. So hi, well, hi everybody. He's he's laughing because of how how quickly th- that took. But what we're going to do is we're going to continue on with some of our weird facts um, yeah. that that we've learned and start with one of our reoccurring segments known as the word of the day. So I love it. I know it's a little bit early for you. Um, but if I'm going to tell you a word, I'd like you to tell me what you think it means, and then after that, um, where you think it came from. Okay. Okay. So the the word is palpate. Oh. I feel like it has something to do with the heart, like palpitations. Uh, let me go further in here. You're 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 close. And uh, the origin is Greek. Uh, <laughs> I'm completely off. That's fine. Um, so, so you're partially right because palpitation is a part of it. Um, it, it, it traces itself back to the Latin verb um, palpare, which means to stroke or caress. Oh. 
So it's it's a tense moment that can be felt. So palpitate, which is oh yeah, which is what the heart can do when it beats so hard that it can be felt through the chest. So the the term itself means to examine by touch, especially um, especially medically. So to feel strongly. Huh. Yeah. So palpate. Now comes the the hard part. Can you use it in a sentence? The way I feel about my wife makes me palpate. Palpate. I can't even say it. I love it. It's 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 ridiculous <laughs> and crazy, but but I love it. <laughs> Speaking of ridiculous and crazy, I've got a, a science fact of the week for you. Yes. Chris, what do you know about camels? Um, they store water in their humps. Uh, ironically, based on my fact of the week, they don't. Oh, man. <laughs> I know if a camel has three humps, then it's pregnant. Ah, that's, that's funny. Um, so, so camels apparently can down 30 gallons of, of water in 13 minutes. The water wow. is stored in their bloodstream rather oh. than being stored in its fatty hump which um, serves as a source of nourishment. So like how we have like our belly that stores it, their hump stores fat. So it's just inverse. So my belly is a, is like a camel hump. It's an inverse camel hump. 10-4, Dumbledore. <laughs> I don't know any other rhyming things. Otherwise, <laughs> I would go with it. Um, two more random facts. Um, polar bears. Yes. Um, so if polar bears they and love penguins, Coca-Cola. they do love Coca-Cola. So do penguins. So if polar bears could eat, um, how many polar bears do you think? Sorry, let me rephrase this. How many penguins do you think a polar bear could eat in a single sitting? Five. Five? Five. Go ahead and multiply that by a bit. 45. 86. Holy penguin, Batman. Yep. But it's a good thing that polar bears and penguins live on opposite sides of the earth. Otherwise, that would be a problem. So how do they know they can eat 86 if they live on opposite sides of the earth? It's it's based off of um, the amount of, of fish and meat that a polar bear um, intakes on an average day. And then you Makes equate sense. that to how big a penguin is. Gotcha. Um, have you ever heard of the Pinocchio paradox? Um, can't say that I have. The Pinocchio paradox, which is one of our um, last facts um, of the episode, is if Pinocchio says, my nose will grow now, it would cause a paradox. Because oh. Pinocchio's nose would have to grow to make his statement not a lie, but it can't. Um, otherwise the statement would not be a lie. So it's, it's, it's a weird paradox. Wow. It'd be like Pinocchio is saying, I am currently lying to you. That's rude. Yeah. That's the Pinocchio's paradox. Wow. Wow. It's ridiculous and a half. (laughs) Speaking of ridiculous and a half, I found this um, interesting list on the Thrillist website, actually on the Playbill website. Um, oh. 
I'm talking about the 10 highest grossing Broadway shows of all time. Would you like to deep dive into this list, sir? Let's do it. Okay, I'm bringing up the list right now from the Playbill, not to be confused with Playboy, Playbill website. Um, Very good. Here we go. Um, starting with n- number 10. Um, first off, I would like your guess. Just name a couple of um, shows that you think would be on here. I'll write them down and we'll compare later. Wicked. Okay. Hamilton. Okay. Cats. Okay. Phantom. Sure. Uh, Les Mis. Okay. I'm going to go with some new ones now. All right. Uh, Newsies. Maybe. Probably far off. Um, Hamilton. Did I say Hamilton already? You did. One, two, three, four, five, six. You got four more. Uh, Dear Evan Hansen. Okay. Oklahoma. Oh, okay. L-A-H-O-M-A. <laughs> um, Music Man. All right. And one more. Um, the Producers. All right. So that is your list of things that you think would be on the top 10 highest grossing Broadway shows of all time based on Playbill.com. So starting with number 10, um, with 7,000 total performances grossing at $388 million is Cats. That's better than I don't know many Cats songs. Um besides the the memories yeah um and you don't have to it's one of my least favorite shows of all time and the movie was horrible i i will probably never ever see that movie ever hopefully it's like me and the twilight series i've seen the twilight series um a few times rachel and i did an episode i think about like vampires where yeah. we reenacted the entire series in like six minutes in a segment that we called um, Ryan O. Piece, Piece of Pie Theater. <laughs> and here's my thing. I bet Rachel did better acting job than what's her name? Uh, yeah, it, it was it was better. It was it was close because she was trying to be her Kristen Stewart. But yes, that's Kristen Stewart. Thank you. My, my version of Taylor Lautner was pretty great. I. I need to go back and, and hear that. Um, so, but it, yeah. So no, number I've nine on our list. Yes. Is uh, with uh, 406 million, 6,000 performances, um, Les Mis. Ooh, so two. I've got two so far. That's right. Um, number eight at 5,000 performances, um, 429 million, uh, Beauty and the Beast. Oh, I didn't even think of that one. I should have thought of that one. Disney always grows as well. It, well, it usually does. Um, the next one is uh, only two, roughly three thousand performances, um, five hundred and forty-six million dollars. Um, written by Trey Parker and Matt Stone. It's the Book of, Book of Mormon. Mormon. My people. It, it, it's uh, it's on this list currently. It's currently running at the Eugene O'Neill Theater, wherever that's at. New York City. Oh, thank you. It, it, it's, it's Broadway, so it's got to be. Yeah. Um, 
Finally, uh, number six, I say finally, I don't know why I just said finally. Um, <laughs> number six, um, currently at 4,600 performances, $558 million grossed, um, is a classic tale about the four seasons. It's the Jersey Boys. Oh, wow. Good show. <clears throat> I've I've seen the movie. Like a lot of these, I've seen the movie, but I haven't ever seen the show. <laughs> like I think all of these. So like, uh, I, there is no Book of Mormon movie yet. Um, but I, I bet it's um, there out. are, and I can send you. Some. <laughs> well, is it a is it a live performance, um, or is it an actual movie? It's it's a movie. Oh boy. <laughs> Okay, I'm looking forward not, to this. It's not based on the Broadway show. It's actually based on the actual Book of Mormon. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, you had me, buddy, and then you just pulled <laughs> pulled the lever. I'm like, wrong lever, Kronk. Ah, uh, squeakity squeak, squeak, squeak him. <laughs> yeah, like I, I've I haven't seen Cats. I, I've seen Les Mis. I've seen Beauty and the Beast, and mm-hmm. uh, I've seen the Jersey Boys. Nice. I've also seen this next one, um, number five, uh, with with nine thousand performances, um, six hundred and thirteen million dollars. Also currently uh, running um, is Chicago. Oh, yes. With all that jazz and whatnot. And whatnot. <laughs> um, m- moving up, um, I've also seen this movie. Um, it's uh, number four, 5,000 performances, um, $624 million is Mama Mia. Oh, yes. And I personally like the play better than the movie. I, I, I don't have anything to compare it to, but I, I do enjoy Meryl Streep. I just don't like Pierce Brosnan's singing. Same. Um, I think he did well for what he has. Which, which is not a singing voice. Yeah, he's 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 handsome to look at, and he's a decent actor. But yeah, like and but and I think he tried his best. It was, in my opinion, better than Russell Crowe and Les Mis. Yeah, Russell Crowe and Les Mis was was a chore. I have strong feelings about Russell Crowe and Les Mis. I have strong feelings about Les Mis because um, I don't like a musical. That's start to finish um, singing. Uh, I like one that has like some talking in between, so it's like a play. It's more an opera than it is a musical. Yeah, yeah. You want some content? I do. Um, yeah, I get that. It, it, it's it's the the singing is great. The singing should showcase some strong points. It it should be a a, a high part. Um, to help move things along and express great emotion. Um, so then, if everything does that, then how do you um, how do you tell a difference? Right. And the the purpose of, of a musical number in a musical is to help move the story along when the actor can't say anything else. When they have nothing else to verbally say, they sing it. That's how they get the emotion out. That's how it should be. And so and when should, everything is that, then it 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 does. It's an opera. It's yeah. an opera. So what you're saying is that I like operettas, not operas. Yes. 
Fair. I'll take that one. Uh, and speaking of opera, number three, yes, it is on your list. I've actually seen this one um, in the theater. I saw it at the um, Masonic Temple um, cool. in Detroit. It's uh, 12,000 performances, $1.1 billion, The does Phantom of the Opera. Does not surprise me. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. It's... So Phantom is number three. Ooh, keep going. There's more. There's more. Um, so number two, um, with mm -hmm. 6,000 performances, so Phantom has 12,000 performances, so half the amount of performances currently running, um, 1.19, so that was like 1.15, 1 1.19 yeah. is Wicked. See, and Wicked was on my list too. Yes, it was. And that's a good show. I... I I've seen it on Broadway and it was a good show. That's one of those that I want to see. Uh, but every time it, it, it starts traveling, I'm never available when it's local. And if, and that's something I definitely think you would really enjoy. It's, it's wizard of Oz. It's a story about witchcraft and love. So yeah. Yeah. It's really cool because it also gives you um, some insight about Alphaba, which is the Wicked Witch of the West. And Glenda? Yeah, who was originally Galinda. Okay. Yeah. And it's it's really interesting. Um, there's a whole background of it. And, and it kind of makes you think about the real, like, who they really are. Is the reason why they changed Galinda into Glenda the same reason why um, Ben was once Obi-Wan? Kind of, yeah. It was, it was kind of, Glinda is her, is her like, let's just say it's her um, famous personality, so to speak. So Galinda is like, you know, her in high school and college, and then she becomes this big star and she's Glinda. Okay. So it, right. it's, it's kind um, of like if you had, um, like, um, Freddie Mercury. His his yeah. his stage name is Freddie Mercury, but his his real name is not anywhere close. No, it's not. Yeah, but but his real name probably wouldn't in in that day probably wouldn't have sold any. So maybe she's just trying to sell some um, some music over in Oz and is like, "Yo, I'm now known as Glenda. What up, Biatch? Glenda the Good." <laughs> That's, that's, I want to see a, wait, I've already seen it. I was about to say, I want to see a hip hop opera of the Wizard of Oz. And I'm like, I've seen it. It's called The Wiz. <laughs> oh my gosh. That reminds me of something funny. Um, I was watching SNL and um, they were talking about Black History Month and about how, and there was a, a, a publisher who put out uh, famous books with black people on the cover instead. So they changed it. And the the SNL cast member who was on there was talking about how it pulls up the cover of Wizard of Oz. He goes, we don't need this. We already have our own. We called it The Wiz. <laughs> nice. Yeah, oh, that's funny. good times. I, All right, buddy. What's number one? Well, I, I like The Wiz. Like, speaking of it, like, like I, yeah. I've seen it many times. And Diana Ross. Yep. Oh, yeah. Michael my, Jackson? Yeah. Um, ease on down like the road. Young Michael Jackson. 
I sing "Ease On Down the Road" like a lot of times when I'm walking or along the street. I can see you doing that. Because if you carry nothing but an even load, then you'll ease on down the road. <laughs> Beautiful. So, Beautiful. so leading up, um, number one. Um, with 8,000 performances, has been performing um, for over 20 years now, um, currently running uh, at $1.4 billion is The Lion King. Oh, my gosh. I didn't even think of that one. But that one, oh, excellent show, too. So if we compare your list to, to that, which I've actually seen The Lion King in, in Toronto, so that's... So on this list, I've seen two, but on the movies, I've seen one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I've seen seven of them movie-wise. <laughs> and you guessed four out of the ten. Congratulations, sir. You win. Thank you. But, but just like um, most contests nowadays, you, you, you win nothing. I win being on the podcast with you. Oh, we both win. That's adorable. I mean, when when one of your best friends lives 3,000 miles away, you cherish these moments. 3,000 miles away? Are we heading to Graceland? <laughs> oh, yes, Elvis. Yes. Have, you, have you ever seen 3,000 miles to Graceland? I have not, but I feel like I should. It's, um, I, I wouldn't. Okay, I I trust your recommendations, so say no. Well, you get you, you get Russell Crowe, you get uh, Kevin Cosner, and you get um, Courtney oh. Cox. Okay, no, I'm good. And it, it's about these guys like who really love Elvis, but um, also are thieves, and they rob a, a casino. Okay, uh, and that's the best part of the movie. Because it's like five guys dressed up like Elvis in the flashy jumpsuits um, robbing a casino. And it gets really bad after that. I mean, here's my problem. You mentioned Russell Crowe. I'm not a Russell Crowe fan. There are certain things that I like Russell Crowe in. Wait, let me stop you right there. I misspoke. Not Russell Crowe. Um, the other Russell. Kurt Russell. Oh. Yep. I'm, I'm, I'm okay then. Yeah, it's got Kurt Russell and Kevin Costner. Kurt Russell, classic Disney, right there. Like he, like computer or tennis shoes, that kind of stuff. That is, he is one of the, you know, you think about the original like Disney kids in Disney movies and shows, Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell, one of the, the last ones that, um, that Walt Disney himself was like, yo, this guy. Yeah. And so we put them in almost everything for a while. As you should. It's like what Tim Burton does with people like Johnny Depp and he did with Michael Keaton. And, and Helena Bonham Carter. Yeah, who was in everything. Every single thing. I think almost everything that he's done uh, lately, she's been in. Well, it's like, and, and the thing is, like, you think about Michael Keaton and, and Helen Bonham Carter. I don't know. I can't speak this morning. But you think they're good actors. They're versatile actors. Johnny Depp, vers all versatile actors. And he, you know, how Tim Burton is is kind of dark. 
a little twisted, but these actors work really well with what he does. I mean, look at, if you think of my Michael Keaton going from Beetlejuice to Batman, you know, and in my opinion, Michael Keaton is one of my favorite Bruce Wayne Batman combinations. It's, it's a, it's a unique combination. Uh, That is like my favorite Batman movie. Um, Yeah. And see, like, I always have a soft spot for like my my first Batman, which is which is him, but also Adam West because they were on um, they were still on like TV Land when we were younger. Yeah, and Adam West. He is from the Pacific Northwest. Good old Adam West. Um, and he, and he from was like, Walla Walla, Washington. I'm here, old chum, to help you eat your vegetables. That was beautiful. Thank you. Um, so while we're on the subject of, of Batman, um, you say that uh, Michael Keaton is your your favorite. Um, so let, let, let's let's do another ranking. Um, least favorite to favorite Batman. Um, I'm already going to say my least. Well, my least favorite is a tie right now. Okay. And Robert Pattinson hasn't even come out as Batman yet, but... Um, I, I say it's a tie between him and Ben Affleck is my least favorite. I I've seen um, Pattinson act in in other things, and yeah. um, I still have hope that it, it could be okay. Like, given a good writer and a decent director, he could pull it off being a decent Batman. And here's my thing: I think if George Clooney had a better script, he would have been a better Batman. Ooh, and, and so so this is this is where you and I are on opposite sides of the spectrum, because I think that George Clooney was a decent Bruce Wayne, but a terrible Batman. Yes, I think he plays that playboy part very well. But but the the, the dark and brooding, um, menacing person. No, but I mean they made it. I mean that's what it was, and it wasn't dark and brooding and menacing. It was kitschy comic. But in the movie just before that, you have Val Kilmer, who wasn't a great Bruce Wayne, but he was a decent Batman. Right. Yes. And that's and that's and I think he's you know, he's good. Um, I, I also have to say, you know, Val Kilmer is is kind of in the middle of the road for me. Um, I thought. um Oh, what's his name? Christian Bale. I I like Christian Bale as I didn't like the voice that he did. No, um, but I understand it as a as a character choice. Like yeah. his, his voice gets more and more like um like off the rails because he dives deeper and deeper into being Batman. Right. Yeah. And he does. And that's the thing. You see you see the physical struggles too of like the the broken back Batman getting back into physical shape, you know, coming back to, from, from things. Um, Michael Keaton is probably in my top, top three. I think I really, I liked Michael Keaton um, just cause I thought he did a good job of the combination. Adam West um, is probably my number two. Mm-hmm. And you may not see him in person, although you did in the crossover this year, the CW crossover, but my favorite Batman is the 
Batman animated series. Well, the beautiful thing about Kevin Conroy is that he's uh, he's been Batman the longest out of all of these guys. Did you see the the Do you see the multiverse episode? Oh, of course. I, I seeing um, him um, uh, on the crisis with the apparatus keeping him moving. Yeah, and I thought I I, I love that they basic they they brought him in. They brought in Kevin. I love that they brought Tom Welling back and you know, I wish that I wish we could have seen, but I like how they brought Tom Welling in as, as Clark Kent and kind of said, well, he gave up his superpowers, you know, he gave up being Superman because in my opinion, that, that version, we'd never really saw Superman. We never really saw Tom Welling as Superman. You know what I mean? No, so it was always, right. It was always more the Clark Kent story, which I loved. And I think that's probably why Smallville is one of my favorite series. But it was, it was cool seeing that. And even, you know, going back and, and, and how they brought in Brandon Routh to be Superman again, I didn't hate it. And I've, I've went back and I've watched, I've watched Superman Returns. And I think it gets better with age. It's a rough one. Um, the Superman Returns... I, I used to watch like a couple of years ago, like as my falling asleep mo uh, movie, because mm -hmm. it doesn't have a lot of action. Um, it doesn't have a lot of story, but it has yeah. a lot of um, beautiful sceneries. And and the John Williams and John Ottman, um, who did most of the music for that one, John Ottman, um, who also did like the X-Men stuff. He's one of my favorite composers. His musical score just mimics the... Uh, the John Williams stuff in a, in a beautiful way. Um, but I have my biggest problem with that movie. I no longer have a problem with because of this crisis on, on infinite earths thing. Yeah. And that was him having, having a son and then disappearing. Yeah. Which he didn't even know about the son when he disappeared. Right. It, it, it's that missing time that I would love to see like um, Kal-El in the sky, like traveling the, the universe for five years. I would have loved to see like a brief montage about that. Like, where have you been? And like, you see him flat, like flashes of him in space, like fighting giant monsters and stuff. Right. Yeah. Because that Superman um, in that movie is known as pacifist Superman because he doesn't right. really throw a punch. He doesn't at all. Mm -mm. He hits a bunch of rocks, but never a person. Which is very different, very different than uh, our current Superman. Who who punches everything in sight. And snaps next. Yeah, that Superman's dark. But like you, you see... It's a different day and a different age of storytelling. Yeah. And his story still isn't over. It's still being told. So like seeing a, a lighter hearted one in this justice league one. Yeah. Made, made sense. It was a lot of calming down. Like he's, he's progresses to a, a more gentle being as opposed to the, the rough Kryptonian who um, was lashing out of anger, losing his parents. Right. And you know, I think, for me, you know, thinking about that kind of stuff is the reason why Christopher Reeve is my favorite Superman. Just because you see, I, I feel like 
and yes, not all of this, those Superman movies were great. Uh, three, four. Uh, let's not talk about four. You don't want to um, talk about the quest for peace? <laughs> no, ever, uh, ever. I um, maybe on my deathbed. But um, I'm gonna make you watch it, and we're gonna have to review it for an episode. You're a monster. <laughs> I thought you were one of my best friends. I am, but misery loves company. That's true. Um, and we have the whole collection. So, but I, I think for me, you know, as a kid, and you see these movies and the Christopher Reeve movies, which is what was around in the eighties, you see, you see that, and you see this, the costume was bright, almost comic booky, but like you see, you see it, and it just, I, there was something about Christopher Reeve as Superman. And how well he also bumbled as Clark Kent. He had that confidence in Superman, but he also bumbled really well as Clark Kent. And I thought he, you know, that's why Christopher Reeve will always be my favorite Superman. So what you're saying is the breakdown of the word Superman. Um, Yes, the special effects and whatnot showed that he could be super, but it was Christopher Reeve's ability and and, and honesty and sincerity that brought out the man of the Superman. Oh yeah, exactly. It made him, in my opinion, it made Superman more human. But I think that's also why I like Smallville and Tom Welling, because you have that, that side that you have Clark Kent and you have that vulnerability there. And I think people sometimes don't see how vulnerable Superman really is. Because, because underneath it all, he's, he's still a man. Mm -hmm. He's an orphan. Essentially, he, he's a he's a, a person who lost his parents, you know, lost his lost his whole. Essentially, he's a refugee. And he's he grew up on a farm in, in, in Kansas. Kansas. So I feel bad enough for him as it is, because I've driven through Kansas and boy, is it boring. It's a lot of cornfields and not, not much else. Not much else. But for those of you who are listening out there that are in Kansas, if you have a different opinion on Kansas, l- let us know. I'd, I'd love to hear about it. And if and if you can convince me how wonderful Kansas is, I will sit through Superman four. Oh, looking forward to that. It's going to be a journey. <laughs> oh boy! So I was um, at Target the other day, and I, I found um, a, a unique um, purchase. Like right now, you can find the Adam West Batmobile. Um, like little what? like matchbox, L- little tiny That's car. So- it's currently sitting uh, here in, in in my studio. That's so awesome. Um, I have not ventured out. I mean, I I I had to go to work at the beginning of this week just because they were trying to figure out what to do with all of us and how our jobs translate to you know working online for the next little while. But I pretty much went to work and home, <laughs> and I, I haven't really ventured out to the stores because I don't like chaos, <laughs> and it's it has been chaos here. But I, I, I probably, if I would have gone to Target, I would have found something like that at this time right now. I probably would have bought it. Just for something done, to bring a little spark of joy. Yeah. I mean, although sitting here in the nursery looking at the crib, that I built with my wife and the dresser that I built yesterday. Um, that's what sparks my joy right now. 
So, so, so right now you're currently sitting in, in your new favorite room of the house. Yeah, I honestly am. It's it's pretty awesome. Things are changing. <laughs> you know, it's it's weird, um, and it's not like and for us because we're not. Aaron's not pregnant. We're doing. We're becoming foster parents. So, um, it's with foster parents with the hope of adoption. But um, it it's it's kind of it makes it makes you think of you know we're getting a house ready for a child we don't know, you know what I mean? Or, and we don't, you know, we don't know who this child is or their background or anything like that. But we're going to be welcoming them into their home. It's and it kind of makes me think. Um, and that's, and for us, since we, we, we wanted kids for a long time, but it just hasn't been in the cards for us. But like, now we have the opportunity to, you know, sh- that love that we have that we wanted to, you know, share with kids of our own. Eventually we can, we can help with kids who need that love. And so kind of like being the, the Jonathan and Martha Kent, so to speak. Trying to, to, to have a, um, a child where um what's what's the quote from superman um that that can that can learn about about humans they they can be they can be great um but they only require the light um to show them the way and and you guys yeah. would would be the light um for for that youngster that's our goal we want to be the light i i, I dig it i love it that that's a, a perfect perfect moment here um, to, to send us out, but not before we decide what our um, our question of the episode should be. So a quick review: we we talked about um, we talked about Power Rangers. We talked about um, international foods, um, including our barbecued Cuban. That's going to be a great shirt. Um, let's see. We we talked about uh, men's styling: penguins, polar bears, camels, um, the Pinocchio paradox. Um, musicals, Batman, and Superman, and fostering children. So what would you think our question of the week should be? What is Chris's favorite pie? No, um, I'm just kidding. We could talk Um, about favorite pies. (laughs) See, I feel like this is just a normal, like this whole podcast is just a normal conversation for us with all the topics that we go through. Um, Let's see, what should the question of the week be? Um, What is your, you know, throwing it to something that's in, what is your favorite musical? What is your favorite we'll musical? Yes. What is your favorite musical? That is now written down in the awesome uh, notebook that I have here. It's got like Joker and Batman on it. That's awesome. It's where, where I take my episode notes. And um, just like that, we've blown through an hour. That's that, and it seemed like five minutes. Honestly, for me, sitting down and talking to you was what I needed today. It, it's been a great start to my day as well. Um, and we hope that everyone out there enjoyed it. Um, before we do our sign off, to um, where can people find your stuff? So um, I recently reopened my YouTube channel. So I've been posting um, music and stuff on there. And it's, you know, just for me, it's my way of, since I can't really perform on the stage right now, it's my way of getting my feelings out. And I uh, I would love for people to check out my YouTube channel. 
um, which is, I believe, youtube.com slash user slash cmlowry82. cmlowry82? Yes. Which would be you, cmlowry82. Gotcha. You can find me on Twitter at actor Chris Lowry, and also Instagram at actor Chris Lowry. Right on, excellent. Uh, well, well, thank you once again for joining us on this fun episode, sir. Thank you for having me. I am always happy to be on with you, brother. And for those of you out there, if you want to join in on the conversation, especially your favorite musical, um, if you want to join in, you can always email us, didyouknowryano at gmail.com. You can check out the Facebook page, Did You Know with Ryan O. And you can also find us on Twitter, Did You Know, which is at Did You Know Ryan O. Um, I've been Ryan O. Hope you had lots of fun. Thanks again, Chris, for joining us. Thank you for having me. And for those of you out there, we always leave you with uh, find your awesome, hold on to it, and share it with the world. I've been Ryan O, and we'll see you next time. Did-